Hey guys, before we get to today's episode, um, we've got a special announcement from our evil queen, the evil empress, empress of evil, Rain Victoria. Hello everybody. Hey, it's been a while. It's been about a month. About a month. And it was not good last time I saw you. It wasn't. No. Well, I lost my title. You lost your title. But tonight, Sky will pay. She will. I do have an announcement, but mm. it's not necessarily bad. Okay, well, great. Um, my empire is expanding. Is it? Yeah, so back in November, you guys know that I, I wasn't here. Um, but that's because when I was in Florida, I was reflecting and I'm not getting any younger. So I realized that every empire needs an heir and I am pregnant. <gasps> And I'm due in August, so you will not see me competing. But what I really wanted to say was that the gender reveal will be at War Games May 1st. So oh, get your tickets. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, you heard it here first on four sides. So, I mean, thank you for sharing that on, for choosing four sides to share that on. I, I, I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm lost for words. Oh, can, can I give you a hug? Yeah. Congratulations. You guys can't see this, but. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you. And Just thank you for edition. everything. Another addition to the evil empire. So, yes. May 1st, War Games, the gender reveal. Of the heir of the evil empire. So, make sure you are there on May 1st to check that out. Rain. Congratulations, and listeners of Four Sides, enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Warhorse, and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Four Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Carr, and guess who's here with us today? What's up, guys? Noah Hudson. Finally back. <laughs> but, uh, who I was talking about, is the Evil Empire's Otis Crowley. We're here at Zero One today up in Noble, Illinois. We're talking with Otis Crowley. It's been a long time coming to have you on here, man. How's it going? Man, it's going pretty well. Uh, it's, it's cold right now. It Very is very cold. Hey, it wasn't as cold <laughs> as it was last month, though. No, no, no. Like last no. month was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So, Otis, um, what got you into wrestling? Uh, long story short, uh, I was raised in Memphis, Tennessee, and we had the Memphis wrestling on Saturday mornings. Uh, I lived with my grandparents, and that's what we did uh, in our Saturday mornings. I watched the cartoons, and we flipped over to the studio TV show, watched it, me and my brother would go like in the backyard and do the moves that we saw and that's how we pretty much got into the whole wrestling scene uh, of watching so cool so what kind of you said you watched memphis wrestling growing up so uh, are you talking like jerry lawler bill dundee oh yeah yeah the, yeah the memphis legends okay. uh, that, that around like the dundees the lawlers uh i actually saw uh a few guys that basically were like the develop developmental got a tongue split here so i will stutter uh, some of the guys that were working the, the territories, they got called up to Vince McMahon. I saw like Rocky, like The Rock, his his whole start. Kurt Angle came down to Memphis Wrestling. All those guys, when they were like the uh, place to be to train, we saw that in Memphis before everyone else. So, so you got to see a lot of these big legends like Kurt Angle and The Rock kind of wrestle before they got started. Even saw uh, Daniel Bryan before he was uh, Daniel Bryan. That's he, awesome. Yeah, the American Dragon. He, he was really good. So, uh, kind of, now that we know, kind of, when you got into wrestling itself, what kind of got you started in the wrestling business? When was this? So, in the wrestling business, me and my brother, we uh, went to the same school. Uh, we were in the same grade and whatnot. And we had friends in high school, and we all were, like, wrestling buddies. We would always watch the pay-per-views. And in study hall, everybody, you know, did, did their own little thing. We had our own little uh, clique of friends. And we would like wrestle on, on tables and desks and, and everything else. And we 
basically created a wrestling show for the study hall kids and the teachers watched and it, it, it clicked with us. So we liked the attention to be brought on us. And uh, we, it moved from classrooms to living rooms, watching the pay-per-view, and then we just started to progress to the backyard. Started doing more of the, the stunts, the, the, like the barbed wire, the thumbtacks. And we were watching the like, ECW One Night Stand. And uh, we remember, I remember this, uh, super, super crazy. Well, I know y'all yeah. have seen him, yeah. So he, he jumped off, uh, he did a moonsault off the balcony and stuff like that. So we were like, so intrigued, so we're doing moonsaults off the uh, off people's off, uh, of the friends' houses onto people, <laughs> and like we was getting so much reaction that we started every Saturday. We'll go to a, a friend's house. They'll throw you know like a get together, and we would just out of nowhere start wrestling each other. And they thought we were like actually fighting because we made it look like a real like shoot fight. And then it just got to be a point where we tried to do the biggest stunts of the night, who gets thrown in a, in, a, in a fiery plywood table. And we would just like have invites. So, hey, come watch us beat the shit out. Beat the shit out of each other. That's fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're cool. fine. Cool. We got cool. the, exp- I figured out how the explicit <laughs> rating on the air. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. And uh, so after that progressed, uh, MySpace was a big thing uh, in my era of uh, social media. And uh, Tom's still my, my best friend on there, by the way. So I hit up some uh, promoters around the area, and I was telling them I was trained to be a professional wrestler to just just get my foot in the door. A lot of people turned me down. They had their core guys and stuff, and I, I hit up a guy from uh, New Albany, Mississippi, because I live in the you know southern mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, he, he gave me a shot and opportunity. Uh, Sergeant Rally was the booker at the time. All right. And uh, I shot him a message. He said to give him a call. I was nervous, really nervous, because I met my brother. Jackson to call him uh, so we had him on speaker and said hey you, you guys come to uh, Savannah Tennessee February 8th 2008 that's based on my debut we went out there had a triple threat match with a buddy of ours and uh, they showed us how to lock up and we already knew how to bump from the backyard yeah. so we were kind of already in a, like an advanced stage of, of training but we didn't know how to uh, do the uh, simple things with the lockups or reversal stuff. They threw us in a dark match, and it was probably the horrible, most horrible match I ever was in in my whole career. Uh, in midways of this whole match, my uh, I went to my brother, and uh, I said, "Dude, I don't know what I'm doing." So I threw him in the corner, and I started putting chops to him. And me and like, like just like like, yeah, we didn't know nothing. It was a <laughs> 15 minutes of heart garbage. You gotta start somewhere, you know. Yes, yeah. it, it was it was bad, but uh, but uh, we met Brandon Bobwire and a few other guys, and uh, we set up the rings, tear down the rings, and before the show, about three or four hours, we actually trained with Brandon. He, he I give him a lot of credit because he's one of the guys that actually you know helped us in our beginning of the whole career, and he's very smart, and I uh, I give props to him on everything he does, and uh. It just progressed from there. The next show, we had a, like a hardcore match to fill in our comfort zone, and we beat, yeah, we beat each other up pretty bad in that. Uh, and then we started slowly getting bookings with Sarge, and it just progressed through the uh, the Tennessee area and everything else in between. And uh, we've been working for about 13 years now. Really? So yeah. Wow. Also, I want to say a shout out to Tom from MySpace. <laughs> I was going to pop for that, but I didn't want to interrupt your story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll find friendship one of these days, Tom. Hang oh, in yeah. there, buddy. Definitely. So kind of mixture of trained by, I guess, Sarge O'Reilly and Brandon Barbwire then. Yeah, there's a few other guys. Uh, there's a guy named Anton LeVay. Uh, he, oh, yeah, he, I've heard of him. him. Yeah, he was really, he's a really good guy uh, for the most part. Uh, he's not in wrestling, so to speak, so much, but... Yeah, there's just a few guys that would uh, help us. Molly Cruz, he, mm-hmm. uh, if you know the infamous Jumpin' Jeff Farmer uh, promo, yep. yeah, he <laughs> he had a helping hand with us as well. Just a bunch of uh, I don't know, like local legends. They they put us under a wing. Uh, I had the uh, privilege to ride with uh, the Asylum. I don't know if you ever heard of Psycho and Pepe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. rest so, in peace, yeah. Psycho. Rest in peace. Yeah, I was like one of the few last Jumpsuit Mafia members that are there because I rode the roads with them. And it was all about psychology, and they, they those two guys knew their craft. They did. And uh, yeah. they helped me along the way, and, and I, yeah, I wish, uh, yeah, Psycho's still here today. I missed yeah. the guy. Yeah, me too. Kind of, 
I guess 2017, 2018, you make your way up to our hometown, yeah. uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and that's actually the first time I've seen you at that point. Yeah, uh, so around that time, uh, I wanted to get back in wrestling because at first, I, you know, I kind of got burnt out, took a break from it, and just got tired because I, I was I was called suicide by the way from my my tenure of so okay. to speak. So when I went to actual CCW, I had Otis Crowley, and I was still working on my persona and gimmick of so to speak. Mm -hmm. And my brother, he was named he was named Sin for his majority of his career as well, and we were both kind of burned out. And yeah. just like, man, do we really want to keep on doing this? And we're not really making anywhere any kind of strides in this. And uh, so I, me and him, we talked. And he's like, man, I, I want to work a, work a gimmick with you. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's run a tag. I said, this might be my last run, uh, Jonathan. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it work. I said, all right. So he gave me a call. He's like, hey, I need you to hit up uh, Jason. I gave Jason, me and Jason, he, he's been around in our, in our wrestling career for a while. We actually helped Jason get his foot into the door of wrestling. Okay. Yeah, because he started out as, you know, a friend of ours. He went to a couple of shows. Next thing you know, Sergeant Riley, he, uh -huh. has a, he basically helped Jason be a manager for my brother and our friend as a tag team. They, he did a tag team thing with him for a while. So, move forward to the 2017. Uh, they they gave me the idea. We ran with it, and uh, I do believe to this day the just to have me come in and how it was written into the uh, the whole angle with my brother. I think that's probably the best in way to come in because of the reaction of the crowd. Because honestly, I don't think no one knew that me and Jackson were actually brothers. I thought they was made thought it was like some kind of plot in the uh, angle and stuff. And when I came out with the, like the, the pig mask and, and uh, gave the uh, tiger driver to uh, Dexter Roswell, which he's a really great guy. Oh yeah, right? shout, out shout out to Dexter. He definitely uh, sold it so well and, and yeah, I love him too. And I love uh, Ace and all the guys that were there. They, they, mm -hmm. it was awesome. And, uh, and when we did the stuff and just the reaction that I heard from everybody, I literally, got really happy like it, it just rejuvenated everything i wanted to do because that was like oh this is my hometown because they respect and love what's going on just for that brief moment it's like oh this is home and uh i just i was like on cloud nine for uh, till for like a whole month until i we uh did the next show it was awesome yeah that was a, that was the thing about the ccw crowd back in the day was they got into it man the good old days of those good crowds oh yeah loved it Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that was a shock. Sorry, Caleb. I, mean, no, no, I believe that Tiger Driver is the move that, uh, quote-unquote, killed off Dexter. It did. Uh, we uh, carried him off into the fire, I guess. The fire. Say. Yeah. And uh, he came back uh, later on in the angle, and it was pretty cool, his new get-up he had. Uh, me and my brother actually tagged at CCW the next show in a casket match. And uh, it's the first time we ever was paired together for so many years. And uh, just that one match, we got uh, nominated for the tag team of the year. Yeah. Uh, in that in that category, and uh, I was told by other people that we were unliked, very unliked, because a lot of people worked so hard in the whole year as tag teams, and we basically out uh, we won the award. And, yeah. And, and it. It was crazy because uh, that one match basically solidified us as somebody that we that everybody should like watch and pay yeah. attention to, mm -hmm. and uh, it was good. Uh, but the next month, my brother broke his leg, and that sucked. Yeah. And we had like so there's stuff that had to be worked around, car stuff to change and stuff like that. We made it work, but around that time, my personal life started going uh, a little downhill. I wasn't too happy as I was before. I had some bitterness. And everything else started coming in. Uh, creative wasn't what I was liking. I was definitely trying to uh, steer away from that. And uh, I had to step away for a year. Yeah, I know there was a good amount of time you weren't with, or you weren't wrestling at CCW. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you were wrestling outside of that or not. No, as uh, my last show was the Super Show. Okay. Yeah, and I, my mind was not there. I was like on autopilot because like, I had personal issues I was trying to avoid, and my outlet was wrestling. Okay. And uh, 
for me to just go out there and to perform, I loved it. But that whole era of me wrestling, I just got bitter and more bitter. Yeah. And I started watching outside the box to see what's going on. There's certain people that were like in creative or just uh, some camera people or I can hear certain things that was said and I took it the wrong way and uh, I just I had to get away the last match was with uh was with me and uh Jim Crowley yeah Jay yeah. Webb. yeah he's part of the he's part of the jumpsuit mafia wasn't yes he? yes uh yeah okay. yeah he had a call up because the whole uh, my brother had an injury we trying to work some things out yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff and uh everybody knows the little story on Lee's podcast. Oh yeah. yeah, we don't have we don't have to get into that. If yeah, you, if you no. do want to hear that though, uh, you can go over to Big Lee's world, and that's going to be our shout out to Big Lee for the episode. Yep. Yes. So uh, yeah, the, uh, during that match, uh, I was fed up. I wasn't in in it at all. Uh, during uh, the whole thing, I just walked out, just walked away. Uh, everybody was still working their uh, their their mess stuff in the ring. I just walked out and got dressed and left. I just couldn't. I couldn't be there anymore, and then uh, I took off for like a, a year. But during that time frame, it got very dark, super dark. And uh, I don't know if you want me to go ahead and say. No, oh, okay. I'll, I'll so, ahead. so I was losing my job. I, I actually got fired my birthday, and uh, I had a relationship. It was on and off. It was very toxic. Uh, that went away around the same time frame. Uh, I had two jobs. I was working nights and I worked days. I was trying to be a tattoo artist. I'm trying to find, you know, some kind of steady income that can like help me do wrestling and be comfortable financially. And it wasn't working out. I only had like two, three hours of sleep for a whole week. And on Sunday I just slept. And uh, depression started started coming involved. And uh, I just wasn't happy. And like I wanted to try to make myself happy, so I surround myself with people. And like I said, I feel like I was like a, a shell, and I'm just there, and people are laughing, and I'm trying to—they're trying to put me into the uh, conversation. I, you know, put on a happy face, fake it, but only I wanted someone to do say, "Are you okay?" Or whatever. They, but I'm the type of guy I don't tell my feelings to to anybody. Fair. And because uh, I've been burned, a lot of people have, and I'm a guy I can get over it, whatever. But it just—it just lingered, and it stayed, and it stayed for so long. And uh, one night. Uh, I just couldn't deal with it anymore, and uh, I, have a, I have a license to carry, yeah. and and so I was driving home one night. I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I'm 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 struggling with everything, and everything's just falling apart. So I pulled out my 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 gun, pretty much. I laid it on my lap. I'm driving home. I said, This is gonna be the end. I just can't do it anymore. And a song came on the, on the radio. I don't know if you heard, I like, watched Bumblebee, and how the mood was for the uh, for the guy who was playing, uh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to listen to music while I go home, and I'm going to, yeah, I just don't want to be here anymore. Uh, there's a song that came on. It says, We, uh, we As Humans, Take the Bullets Away, with Lacey S. Strong. And I'm in my zone. I was like, yeah, this is it. And uh, next thing I know, the course came on. It said, Take the Bullets Away. And I looked at, I looked at my lap, looked at the radio, listened to the music more, and he says that you know, and, and the lyrics of it all, it says I got uh, one uh, one finger on the trigger, uh, and what, and anything about about something I'm gonna do, right? And then uh, the chorus came on, it's like, oh, take the bullets away. And I was like, so I reached back in my holster, put my gun away, I went to bed, woke up next day, and I decided I'm gonna get my tongue split. And uh, that was a, definitely uh, my serenity and experience. And uh, ever since then, I have a whole new feel of life. I'm like I'm a brand new person now. Uh, and me and my brother, we had our differences in the time. And we made up. Uh, and to me, I think this whole year of the pandemic stuff and everything I'm doing with my character and everything else in between. I mean, it's definitely helped me a lot. Yeah, so. If I didn't listen to that song, I probably wouldn't be in here. So, yeah. well, I'm glad you're still here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I deal with depression a lot myself and have attempted suicide in the past. So, um, I just I think it's really brave for you to share yeah. your story yeah. here today. And you know, yeah. Um, 
if anybody out there is, if anybody is listening right now and if they're struggling, please, please reach out for help. Yeah. Um, there is a suicide hotline. Uh, make sure, or you could go to your local, well, actually also go to your local counseling center or yeah. mental health professionals, get help because, you know, there is, there is hope and um, Otis is living experience, yeah. living proof of that. Yeah, I definitely have to give a big, huge uh, thank you to, uh, to Shannon. Shannon Young. Shannon Young. Shout out yeah. To Shannon Young. Shannon. Yeah. Like, he uh, he reached out uh, like a, a few nights because uh, I would like post uh, subliminal messages on Facebook how it felt, or I'll, I I like to draw a lot, and I, I was drawing very depressing images of art, and uh, he just reached out to me. He was uh, said, "Hey man, are you okay?" And that's all it took for someone just to ask, and and we messaged back and forth, and he's like, "Hey, make sure you." Uh, write me i want you to write me tomorrow make sure you're okay mm-hmm. and uh we uh kind of bonded in a sense and then when i came back uh the next year because i started morning ago i had that had that fire i wanted yeah. to be back uh the first time the first person i saw was shannon and i gave him a, a big hug and said if it wasn't for you and a few other people that that reached out i mean i really don't know what what would be yeah. I don't, I don't want to make this about myself because I know this is your story, but um, it kind of happened a similar way with me, um, minus, minus the firearm and Lacey's term, but uh, yeah. just somebody reaching out to me, let them, letting me know that they care is, yeah. I mean, that sometimes that's all a person needs. Yes, it def- most definitely. And it's difficult dealing with mental illness. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, actually, since you brought up Lacey's term, I actually got to see her uh, live. Oh wow! Yeah, she was playing at a church in Cape. Really? She was. Hmm. Oh. So that was interesting. Was She's... it like during like the flyleaf days, or is it? No, this was, was this, this was post flyleaf. Okay. Yeah, like when she was doing the whole. She actually, I think she actually does like a some mental health awareness stuff these days. So. I, I think so. Yeah. See, like you said, how you did like the hidden messages in your posts. Like when I'm really down, I, I go to song like music, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. there's a lot. Like I've had my dark times a lot, you know. Especially in 2017, my dad had a major stroke and school. Oh yeah. Kids fucking suck. They uh, do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just music is a really it, it was a really good outreach for me and a few other people. Like hey, stay in there and just if if you're not feeling okay, reach out to somebody. There there's people out there to help you. Absolutely. I mean. Oh yeah. I mean, if you even want, if you even feel like you have, like I know, people. Not everybody's fortunate enough to have a a supportive family like I am. So, like, if you feel like you absolutely have nobody to talk to, uh, feel free to message the the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page. My my emails foursidesib at gmail dot com. So, if you're listening to this and you're struggling and you need somebody to talk to, um, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for you. Same here. Uh, my inbox is always open. Uh, there's no judgment. Everything's kept secretive. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've been there. I will reach out to someone if I see a a weird uh, post that's not normally you. Uh, I've done it before with a few friends of mine that uh, have been to that place, and they always, you know, we always speak on every couple of weeks. How everybody, how everybody doing? Just because mental illness sucks. It does. It does. And it, it is does. a disease. <laughs> it is, no matter what anybody says. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, I have a very bad anxiety stuff, too. I am very socially weird. Okay. Uh, I, so, it's hard to speak in front of people at times. So, I gotta, like, I'm dealing with it as day by day. Yeah. So. My brother's more of the talkative guy, more easygoing. I'm more of the listener, observer. <laughs> but as soon as I warm up to you, I will speak more and be more of a people person. Yeah. It takes very, very long time. I so. feel like, I, I want to say, since you said that, um, for a long time, I was going to CCW and you were working there. And I don't know, there are certain people like I would, I would consider myself close to, but... It just didn't seem like we had that same connection, and now since you kind of talk about that, I know why. And you know, I'm 
like I've said in the past, in past episodes, I'm glad we've grown as close as, as yeah. we oh, yeah. have. Oh yeah, it's 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 nice to, like I said, have a nice support system, and it's hard to find really good friends or really good people in this uh, industry and in this business, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I've come close to you and mm -hmm. uh, with you as well. See, and, I remember one of our like first. It was at the Armory in Sykeston. If you remember that show, Abyss was there. And I I was with somebody. I can't remember who I was with, and I drove down with them. And, you know, that was still my, like, I kind of understood the backgrounds of the wrestling business, and I was still mostly true fan. I was like, oh, this is cool. And, like, went up to the gimmick table and used to have those wristbands. And he handed me one, I was like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't buy anything. I felt, I was like, and we just talked. And I was like, Okay, this is it's like one of my other like first wrestling show like indie wrestling shows and I finally was like this is how oh and everything finally started clicking. Yeah. I'm the type of guy if I have like merch and I really like you and we make good conversation and uh you don't have I guess the financials to support me, I'm like, Well, here you can have a shirt. I I, I dig you so That's awesome man. That's really awesome. But once again, uh, before we get back to wrestling, just yeah, very brave of you to share your story here today. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, I hope I hope it helps somebody out there that may be listening to this. Because every life is definitely important. Yeah. Well, I want you here. Kayla wants you here. Everybody wants you here. Yep. Yeah. But uh, back to wrestling, you make your CCW return kind of after... About a year. It about was roughly year. about a year. And I was I was slowly getting in the groove of things. There were some local uh, shows that were in my area. And I was trying to get the feel for it. Uh, I, I gained a lot of weight because I'm a, a craft beer drinker. And, and you I'm, know, that's what happens when <laughs> the per when you deal with depression. I mean, oh yeah, I know from personal experience, you gain weight. Uh, yeah. Around uh, yeah. the time uh, I was dating uh, my wife now, which is now my wife. And uh, everything started looking up when uh, I left CCW the first time. And uh, and I got a nice little job and everything started getting uh, better on my end. And then like I said, uh, I was at the, uh, at the bar one night after work and I was drinking my craft beer and, drink and eating a burger. And I just started hitting up some promoters I knew around the area, I said, hey, I'm ready to come back. And I hit up Jason, yeah, he used to, was, was the guy at CCW. And I said, hey man, I think I'm ready to come back. And then we started talking and we, uh, I made my debut back in, I think, in August of 2018. I think. Something like that. Because uh, they had uh, Hernandez. Yeah. And, uh, was, and uh, That was a good show. It was, that, was, was a, that was the Cage show. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was the it was. Cage show. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I wasn't ready uh, physically because, like I said, I, I gained a lot of weight. And at the time, I didn't know it was a, I was a diabetic. So I started hitting, getting weird, uh, like I said, my anxiety started going up. Yeah. And I didn't know, no, 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 I was just basically throwing it off. Yeah. That's ain't nothing, whatever. Uh, I worked my brother in the main event as a special, like a, a unannounced person. And uh, I know Big Lee, he was telling me the inside scoop on it. He thought it might have been Eddie Kingston. Yeah, working I remember, my brother. I remember people talking about that. And and once I showed up, it, it kind of put a bumper on um, the majority of the crowds that was hoping Eddie was there. It was my brother. And if you notice in the match, the first punch I threw at my brother, I split his eye open. I remember that because at the end he was. Bloody. Yes. I really enjoyed that promo right before you came out. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Great. That was a really really good. And like you came out with Shannon. Yeah. And how. Because I, I remember crowd people were like, oh, Eddie Kingston's in the back, yada, yada, Eddie Kingston. I was like, okay, that'd be cool. And then you probably, I'm like, oh, shit. I knew it was <laughs> I knew it was you or, I, okay, I'm the not going to The poster did him. I think it was, so my two predictions at the time were either you or Osby Tomlin. Because uh, I know how close I Osby thought it was going to be Osby yeah. at one point. But, I mean, I think, it, I think despite uh, what we were saying about people expecting it to be Eddie Kingston, I think it was still a great moment because, like, yeah. a lot of the CCW fans are what I like to call loyal fans, and, like, they knew who you were. They knew, right. like, the story, you and right. Jackson being brothers. I think I had a very short run the first uh, time I was there. I didn't really do much. I was definitely a supporting uh, 
factor and his angle with Ace because that was the main uh, focus. Yeah, at you, that you time. were like yeah. a you were like a supportive character, kind of. Right, and uh, like I said, I had to, I took some time off. So me then being there for six months, no one really seen what I could do by myself or what I could do initially. And so when I came back, not a lot of people knew who I was. Only like I said the core people that has been there since like day one. And uh, yeah, the match happened. I. Uh, I looked awful in pictures. It was bad. Uh, I had anxiety attack in the middle of the match. That's uh, always fun. <laughs> I was bad. Uh, uh, I uh, I did a uh, submission hold, which is like a roll through uh, thing I did with my <laughs> brother, and he was going to pin me. And when he's pinning me, I was hyperventilating, and I was trying to push him away, and I started freaking out. Uh, I got my composure to gain to get gained it back together, and we finished it through. And like I said, I just pushed my uh, anxiety and stuff away. It's like, no, yeah. I ain't nothing. I just, I'm just out of shape. That's what it yeah. is. Uh, and then a few months have passed. Uh, I had a very bad anxiety attack at work to a point where my heart was beating out my chest. And I, had a, I thought I was having a heart attack. And That's uh, always fun. Always fun. Yeah. So I went to the to the ER. They put me on these uh, uh, heart monitors, the EKGs or whatever it is yeah. they do. And uh, they took my... Uh, blood sugar my blood sample and they said hey your your blood sugar is up to 299 that's like you're supposed to be at least like you know under the low 90s you might be oh. a diabetic it's like nah so i went to the actual doctor they did the run a test p test all that come back i'm a uh type 2 diabetic so i had to like once i found that out i thought i had cancer that's oh, how i felt yeah. and i like all these nerves so, like oh i'm gonna die soon because i didn't know nothing yeah. about this mm -hmm. and so i had to like basically change up my diet uh, i have to work out and you know keep us like a certain uh stature and figure and uh that pretty much was how i'm living now uh during that time frame uh raven came up yeah yeah and uh i will always love and i'm a raven guy just for the fact what happened prior going forward in this whole career of mine uh, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be here wrestling right now because, like I said, I was getting to that end mark. I was, like, on a high note with my brother. We were on top in the local area. Uh, I was doing stuff for the CCW, and my, it was my personal thing of me and my brother working, and uh, at the blow-off match, we already knew who was going to go, you know, be over on it. Yeah. And I was like, I told my brother, I was like, this is going to be my last match. When we uh, do Super Show, because it was initially me and him was work uh, uh, up to the Super Show, mm -hmm. and it's like after Super Show, um, basically I'm just gonna leave it. Right off into the sunset. Yeah, and just have it, because like I said, I I wanted to start moving on from yeah. everything. Cause I, I've been doing it for so many years, and I, I just wanted to venture out somewhere else. And Raven uh, gave a call to my brother. And then he gave a call to me. It's like, you won't believe who just called me. I say, Raven. It's like, you're lying to me. <laughs> Screenshot, showing me the proof. You're, 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 you're pulling a Funny, rip. nice bullshit. <laughs> right. And he showed me the screenshot. And next thing you know, I'm in my car. I'm, I'm, I'm turning in and out of traffic. I'm jumping and screaming like, holy shit. We just got Raven to like us on a show after, because we worked the show uh, for, uh, for it. And he uh, gave us all these compliments. He got in touch with us. Said, hey, we're gonna put you on board with uh, NWA. Mm. Oh shit! Like, yeah, so I'm gonna run my. Uh, give me the video footage of what you had with me. I'm gonna run it to Billy Corgan, and if he likes it, we're putting you on NWA. Oh wow! And uh, so we was waiting for like a couple weeks, and uh, on pins and needles, just waiting. Yeah. Well, Billy Corgan didn't like us for sad reasons. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, but God said, man, don't give up. Y'all have talent. Y'all, something that I love to see that we just need to get you to that platform. Keep yeah. keep working. And ever since then, uh, I started going to Rockwell Mass. He's been uh, a big factor in my new gimmick and mass and setup. I spent a ton of money with him. But without his vision and my creative things, I don't know if I got any further with uh, with the creative stuff because he's definitely... Uh, he's amazing at his work. Definitely great. And... Uh, I, I, yeah, I always tell him, I always text him randomly, say, man, can you come up with this? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he, he just, yeah. I awesome. love your attires. Like, you you and Jonathan both had the pig mask. Right. And then uh, I love the Joker, one of my favorite characters of all time. Heath Ledger and Hawaii. I love fell in love with Joaquin Phoenix. And that joke, like, that Joaquin Phoenix Joker match is, I was like, <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah. And then you moved on to like the like the full one with the X and like the braids, and it's like he's really and that, that's what I that's what I really liked about you when you came back is that some guys will go off and they'll come back and they'll do the same stuff and like you wanted to keep the same character but you wanted to evolve it more yeah, like most you had you went from your base gear to this all this like mask and like the jet like the jacket and apron and you you put time and a whole lot of money i bet into yeah, the, bettering your character well somebody brought attention that uh that the Koger brothers uh i don't know them as, as well they're up in the, i guess in the the ohio area and uh someone brought attention that you know atticus at one time he was wearing the, you know, the flash mask as well yeah and uh we talked online and it's like hey i'm gonna start branching out and doing my stuff i see we kind of have a similar you know persona i just want to you know all due respect you know i don't know who you are you don't know who i am but we are doing this about the same time frame i said uh I guess I gotta need to switch up my stuff because I think you had it first, you know. <laughs> just being being respectful. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah and, no one. And, and he hit me back up. We we talked back and forth, and he understood definitely whatever. And that's how I got started transitioning from the flesh mask to Rockwell leather mask, and, mm-hmm. and it just made me into a different character because a lot of people are doing a lot of horror gimmicks, and yeah. they're all going to the egg Gein leather face look. Yeah. And uh, and there's there's a couple guys I know that I've, uh, there's a guy named Evil Nate Hewitt. Uh, he's on my Facebook. He's really cool, and uh, Malachi Matthews, the, the carver. He he's he's getting his name out too, and uh, we all have similar characteristics of the same persona, but yeah. it was all evolved into our own stuff. So it's yeah. definitely uh-huh. different. But yeah, it's it's crazy that you know how everybody starts to think on the same brainlink and wrestling, and it, it's all as well. But shout out to those guys because they're definitely. Uh, doing the thing, especially uh, Atticus, and he's on GCW and, uh-huh. and, and uh, <laughs> killing it right now, so. Yeah, I, from what we were talking about to what we're talking about now, like, I don't mean to be over dramatic or anything, but it seems like one day you're, not just your wrestling career, but your life would be a really good inspirational movie, because, yep. like, we were talking about the the trials you went through, and even even when you started coming back to wrestling, and then... You got that call from Raven, and it seemed like that was a big, that was a big motivating factor for you. It it, it has been, and I like like I said, there's there's moments where I get to myself and my own thoughts that are my own enemy at times, and I every time I like question it, like oh should I just like give up now? And I was like, a bigger opportunity comes, like mm-hmm. it, it keeps on it keeps on pulling me in, yeah, and you just can't get away. And I was like, that that has to be a sign. Uh, like uh, we had a uh, recently just got to Memphis wrestling. Well, before I get to that, the pandemic hit. Right. Yeah. So I was in my zone of uh, you know getting new gear and everything else and perfecting my uh, Otis Crowley look and stuff and uh and we had the whole uh, pandemic hit and it it ruined a lot of people's uh, independent bookings and uh, I went ahead and uh. I kept on pushing. Uh, there's guys yeah. that, that were still running shows. They did it in a, in a, in a better fashion. And I mean, beforehand, it was basically empty arenas or uh, our backyards. If someone set up a ring and you just wrestled and put it on YouTube for yep. content. Uh, I met uh, Rain Victoria. Yeah, shout out to our shout out to evil Rain. queen, Rain Victoria. Queen. Yeah, I met her. Because uh, I'm sorry for taking over. I'm no, it's fine. Nah. So, yeah, so I went to a... a uh, Tom Pritchard seminar out in Knoxville because I was right now I was in my mind like if I suck I want Tom Pritchard or somebody you. that I suck mm-hmm. at wrestling so I said hey I did it he told me I suck and I can move on with, with my whole career thing because <laughs> I'm back in my mind now so I had a two day intensive camp with Tom Pritchard and Les Thatcher and the first day uh, we had a uh, we did film watching you know whatever and you just you just watch the old basics because yeah. that's what a lot of people were uh, keen on the basics and fundamentals if you can't do that then who cares about the big flashy moves yeah and uh so we, we did the film watching and uh i'm not a good uh at class at all so either i daydream or i'll fall asleep so i was just daydreaming because all the videos he showed I've already watched on my own because I mm-hmm. do a lot of video study taping of everything from old school to new school, everything. That's what I do on my spare time. I'm always eating, breathing, sleeping, all wrestling. 
So the stuff he was showing, I was like, yeah, that's great. That's a great, uh, that's a great match. That one is too. I watched it and so forth. So I was cool with that. But the in-ring experience with Tom Pritchard, by far the best trainer, wrestler around uh, in the Knoxville or Tennessee area. If you want to get trained by somebody, you definitely need to take up the uh, Jacobs and Pritchard uh, Academy. I'm not a student at all, but if I had the time to work this uh, yeah. school, I'll definitely uh, sign up for it. Absolutely, some good names coming out of that school too: uh, Dylan McQueen, Kenzie Page, Henry. So yeah. yeah, check that out if you're in the area and you're interested in getting into wrestling. Yeah, because uh, my uh, in-ring work, uh, I met a lot of guys out there, and uh, I don't know if indie guys. I ain't gonna talk bad about them, but. I always like to find competition and, yeah. and, and, and camps or in tryouts just see who 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 is good and who's not so well and just want to learn and uh, that's what I do all the time when I do these things and uh, I met a couple of good guys uh, I met a bit of a guy named Fabu Andre he's a really good guy he's from uh, Florida he did uh, AEW Dark okay he's under Matt Seidel's dojo in oh. Florida uh, me and him, we did a, a mock-up match in our uh, seminar, and we had a really good we, good chemistry. Never working before. Uh, we put on like a four or five-minute match for Tom Pritchard, and they they basically like all really good together. And uh, during that tryout, or not tryout, but during the seminar, I sucked at my promos. I don't talk at all. And so I'm trying to talk to, the, to everybody, and it was so bad, so bad. And uh, he told me I was way too dark for TV because he's he trying to set us up to be TV ready. Like NXT right. level, I guess. And, and, yeah. and he said, well, you, you have a one minute and we have these uh, signs for you to uh, to read and you have to have this. And if you, if you uh, go over, you're in trouble. If you go under, you're in trouble. You better make that time. I didn't have a, a one minute promo. So I'm stuttering. I'm doing this. So I failed completely. Uh, my uh, basic work, I've never been trained. Like by a professional, I got trained by other workers on shows, so I have brought bad habits in these things. And Tom Pritchard yelled and screamed at me for doing things so wrong, but it was in good nature. Yeah, right. he, he didn't just talk down to me, but he was very patient, and uh, he worked with me, and uh, and I finally got the the basic stuff that I, that I had bad habits of, and he corrected it. And it helped me a lot. And uh, uh, there's a few standouts in that seminar. Uh, Rain Victoria, she was there, mm-hmm. by the way. She did really well. Uh, so uh, was Logan, uh, David's son. Okay. Yeah. Really? He, yeah. So, he was there. Yeah. So they all had you know some kind of experience with Tom Richard, and uh, I started networking. Uh, I was, I, that's my whole business uh, going up there, just networks with a bunch of guys, and mm-hmm. you know yeah. try to get my because uh, this was during the pandemic. So no one's really wrestling or working the shows, right? And uh, so everybody's trying to get you know critiqued or, or learn from the best. And uh, I hit up uh, a guy named Stacy Sykes. He's Mason Briggs. Uh, I worked Georgia, uh, and uh, it was it was a cool experience. I got a funny uh, story about that. I got very intoxicated, <laughs> and Shark Boy was there, and he was the headline thing. We uh, bar up bar hop with Shark Boy. That's cool. Uh, I, I, I awesome. saw karaoke with Mac, Matt, uh, Matt Sells. He's a big Georgia guy down there. Well, later in the night, I'm way too deep in alcohol. And uh, for me, when I get drunk, I like to talk to people. Eye contact. I don't know who you are. I'm going to talk to you. And you make contact. Contact. We're not, you're not going to leave this conversation. I'm going to talk to you all night. That's, that's <laughs> how I am. Now, Georgia is very Southern. And they love their Jesus. Yes. And yeah. I've play a very demonic evil guy (laughs) (laughs) so i had black all black solera contacts covered my eyes and i thought it'd be a great idea just to wear them rest of the night after the show so i'm taking uh, to the bartender hey i want two shots of this and their their face of like what's going on are you okay and i'm over here i'm hugging up guys and girls around me i'm making conversation they're freaked out by me yeah, it was crazy. I, I I almost had a fight breakout because I was being too wild. Uh, so at the end of the night, they cut cut me off. Uh, the the group I was with, uh, we had Shark Boy with Shark Boy with us. We was taking him back to the hotel and all the alcohol. I had I had, I had, I had a pee. Oh so boy. I jumped out of the car, 
and I'm peeing all over this guy's side door oh. into oh. the floorboard, and my backsplash hit Sharp Boy's leg. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, my God, you're peeing on me. And uh, I felt so bad. And uh, so he's in the car now with my pee on his legs. I'm rubbing his shoulder, and I'm apologizing, because that's me. I'm a, I'm a nice, friendly guy. And he uh, gave me the, uh, say, hey, man, you lost your privilege of, 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 of touching me right now. You peed on me. So, yeah, I peed my brains out. Next day, I regretted everything I did. I didn't, I was all a dream. It was bad, very bad. Uh, so after that, uh, I hit, up, I hit uh, Victoria Rain. That's how you got in the zero one, right? I did. Uh, she had a show coming up uh, in October, and she was like, I guess, booking a lot of monsters, so to speak. Okay. And she, and I I didn't have my gimmick at the Knoxville seminar, but I was explaining it to the uh, to the you know to the peers and to uh, Tom Pritchard, and I sent my gimmick over to to the booker of zero one, and uh, she said, give it a couple of days. If we if he approves, we might get you on zero one. Just be available on the date mm-hmm. and within a couple of days uh, the booker hit me up and say hey we want to book you at zero one and I literally jumped for joy because the just the, the whole history of zero one because yep. like I said I do a lot of study of uh, a lot of guys from this era and like John Grisham uh, funny story about that me and John Grisham worked before he was even uh, re-honored interesting he was still working at uh, Atlanta uh, training and we did a show in Carthage. My brother was there too, and he he, he helped us a lot in, in chain wrestling because, like I said, we was guys that just knew how to do high spots and stuff. Oh yeah! And if you want to learn good chain wrestling, uh, make sure you hit up a Gresham seminar. Yeah. Yes, he's super smooth, super crisp, super good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Rain Victoria, uh, she hooked me up with a zero one. Uh, debuted at the uh, October show, and yeah, I was. Ecstatic, just because, like I said, the guys that came before me, uh, the, the Grishams, the the everybody, like, the list of guys I can think of, uh, I was going to go on blank. There's so many good guys that came through here. Then, yeah, I was glad to be a part of the uh, the, the roster, and uh, yeah, the uh, now I'm here. Yeah, you are. Um, and seeing you back in the day versus seeing you now, I can tell like you are. You're enjoying yourself a lot more. You're a lot happier with not just wrestling, but with life in general. And I think that's great, dude. Yeah, you, you, you got to stay happy. You can't be miserable and whatnot. Because like I said, I think people are starting to see the hard work I'm putting in and see the, the investment I've been putting in. And like I said, uh, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not thinking about wrestling. And if I'm not thinking about wrestling, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to promoters. And I'm sending my footage out and just trying to get my name out. Because uh, Marco, he's a, he's a big, he's a big, he's like, big buddy of mine uh, he we rode the roads together he, he looked up to my brother uh, when we were wrestling and he looked up to all of us and and you see where he's at yeah and uh, there's guys now that uh, that that were in our area Blake Christian just got uh yeah got a big deal and yeah. uh and the camera Brene and uh, yep. a lot of guys and like there's this right now is the opportunity to to get noticed they're they're picking up a lot of people off the Indies right now and I do believe there's a big success going to be having in, in the Crowleys or in, and I can't wait for it uh, we had a big opportunity uh, not too long ago with the championship wrestling yeah, in Memphis how, how is that by the way it it, it was crazy because uh, it, it was news on Facebook that there's going to be a new you know Memphis wrestling is coming back yeah. and the last time Memphis wrestling came back on TV like to watch was I don't know when I was in I think high school uh, you had the Reno Diamonds and and, and Dustin Stars and Dustin Star he's the one that he's has a big hand in, involved in it and he's a he's a good guy really good guy. You said Reno Diamond and I was I was talking with uh, Jerry shout out to Jerry, um, I was talking with him on the way up here. I miss the Wise Church. They were yeah. such a such yeah. a great team. We have so much history with the Wise Church. Uh, we. It IWA uh, Mid South is like a Memphis uh, thing. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, my brother and uh, a few friends of ours, we wrestled them so many times, and I love all of them. And they're so such a great, a great person to be around. I love Reno. I yeah, love, I love CA too. Yes. Uh, so, um, you said you're kind of working on expanding right now, and that's great. Um, is there any place in particular that you have your, or that's on your radar right now? I love 
the Illinois, St. Louis, like the, the Midwest uh, field right now. Yeah. Uh, I've done the southern stuff in Texas. They don't like my uh, my ways of. I, I think uh, the two country for you. So we're gonna steer clear from the south. Yeah, uh, <laughs> at Georgia. There's certain some certain uh, places I want to do want to work in Georgia because there's a lot of places that are there. Uh, I think action wrestling is really. Oh good. yeah, action yeah. wrestling yeah. with the AC Mac and all of them. Yeah, a lot so, of town, there. Yeah, and uh, I like to go up to uh, AAW in oh, Chicago. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's like my main goal right now is try to get up to in that area of. of doing things i do want to go with say uh st louis uh anarchy pro oh yeah anarchy is a great place I, I think you're well maybe not i don't think they're really huge about characters up there but i think your strong style of wrestling would fit up there very well yeah i notice it's more so of like a pure wrestler not a gimmick type mm-hmm. of feel so i definitely could bring something newer because I definitely can adapt to it. And I know me and my brother, we're, we like to the championship wrestling. Going back to that, uh, we had our debut today uh, on TV. And I think it went pretty well. Yeah, you can check that out on YouTube, correct? Yes, YouTube. If you uh, can't see it in the uh, local uh, TV, you look up YouTube, championship wrestling in Memphis. And That's you'll gonna, definitely see our faces on there. That and editing podcasts are going to be my day tomorrow. Probably. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, me and my brother. Again, I like to, I like to put this over. Me and my brother are starting to uh, tag, and it's uh, a lot of people are, are definitely happy in, in the wrestling world, and it's like personal friends of ours. Uh, I've been doing my singles thing as Otis Crowley, and it's it's cool to see me do my singles, and I have that I guess that aura about me. Mm-hmm. But when we're paired together with me and uh, my brother, it's like holy shit! Like I am locked in what who are these people like what's going on it's just it's something about me and him we just connect so well uh, on championship wrestling we had a debut match with uh the young goats if you know who the young goats are it's uh aaron roberts and zay washington all right shout and, out to aaron and zay yep. yeah they're, they're they're really really hungry guys and i love zay and aaron because uh our chemistry was there we only had seven minutes on tv and the seven minutes that we had like we could have went for another 20 to 30 minutes and it was yeah you just have to see the match for itself in a couple of weeks it's it's awesome yeah i'll be looking out for that for sure. sure um so we talked about promotions that are on your radar any particular opponents you're looking to work with uh i like to work anybody anybody just like i'm at this at this hill of mine where i think i'm decent i guess or good but I want somebody to get me to that next level. Yeah. If 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 it has to be a uh, um, death matches, I love to watch death matches. If I gotta pick a death match wrestler, give me the gauges. Give me the Ricky Shane Page. Give me somewhere where it will elevate me to a certain degree where you need to look out for you know Otis Crowley. Yeah. But like I said, singles, I'm not so much into it as much. Like I said, I'm trying to learn more on the adapting of being a tag team. And, okay. uh, and if we had to do tag team stuff, I'm a big fan of the motor proceeding machine guns. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I love all of their work. I love uh, Alex Shelley, his his mm-hmm. ring work. I love them ever since we seen them on TNA. The Young Bucks, they're really good too. We, oh yeah. And just like any tag team in the Indies that could, like I said, elevate me and my brother to a certain uh, degree and level to a point where we can get known and recognized, I'm all for it. Like I said, I do believe, again, young goats, put them over again. <laughs> Those guys are really good. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, and I believe that if we run a nice angle in every promotion and see what these guys can do. Traveling feuds. Yes. 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 Because, uh, uh, yeah, they're going to be something big. Yeah. Like I said, I, I've been it for 13 years. I'm getting old. But just see them just come in and just kill it and how they're doing it. Yeah, they're the next stars of of this generation for sure great um since we're talking tag teams and dream opponents i just gotta throw it out there besties in the world that'd be cool that uh, yeah I, I don't know much of them i've seen them on the you know at the uh, ccw show yeah and i've seen they do a lot of work in the st louis and the chicago area mm-hmm. and uh they seem like really cool guys to be hanging around be oh, with there davy's great Davies. Matt, matt is great okay i almost said match is great but <laughs> you have to excuse me on that one yeah, I'd definitely like, love to uh, like lock horns with these guys and see what they're about. And 
Yeah, I think it'll be magic for sure. Because like right. I said, me and my brother, we're very adaptive to the, the new style of wrestling. But if you tell me how to how to fall, how to bump in a certain way, I'll make sure to make it look pretty. I'm good at that. So one more thing I want to talk about before we kind of wrap up here is uh, we got Zero One USA. Um, right now it seems like they're building up to this War Games match between uh, the Evil Empire, which you're a part of, and then the low lives. So, what's your thoughts on that? I think it'll be a great. It's, it's going far. It's, I like the story and how it's progressing, and I love everything about it right now. And like I said, I my brother's being brought in. He is debuting tonight. Oh, really? Yes, it's a secret, Ooh. but I let it out. So by the time you probably hear this podcast, you, you'll everybody will know. Yeah. You know so, what? I'm always big on. Come to Zero One USA. If you did not come to Zero One USA today, February 27th, the day we're recording, guess what? You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> you can catch the next Zero One show on March 27th. Tickets are on sale right now at ZeroOneUSA.com. Keyword tickets. Sorry if I'm sounding like a maniac right now. But yeah, Warhorse will be here. Yep. Yeah, Warhorse will be here. Warhorse. Billy Starks will be here. So come out and enjoy a show. I mean... I mean, COVID's getting a little better. We're still yeah. in the pandemic, but, you know, there's Always. there's wrestling here in Noble, yeah. Illinois. It's awesome. I will it's say, awesome, isn't it? It is awesome. I will say, Dream Opponent, since I got it thinking now, uh, Sky. Sky that, that works here. Sky Blue? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have never did an intergender match, ever. I think uh, because I'm a little too stiff or a little too intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I'll definitely like to like, pair up with, with her. She's really smooth and crisp in the ring. And, yeah, I like to do some more intergender stuff. I mean, an intergender tag. I mean, I mean, if we're talking intergender, you and Billy Starks. I mean, yeah. Billy Starks, uh, she took on Dalton Diamond at the Anna Fight Underground show. And uh, Dalton gave her a lot of punishment, but she took it like a pro. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah. So I think... I think her, I guess her style and your style would mash well. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely a match I'd like to see. And definitely. On, on Anna Fight, you were talking about you might want to step into the normal death matches. You versus Anna Fight's Ty Blade or even John Wayne Murdoch, that'd Ooh, be really yep. good. Mm-hmm. I would definitely like to try with Murdoch for sure. He's, he seems like he knows his uh, craft on everything, and he's been killing on the death match scene because, like I said, I keep up with the majority of that stuff because of. Big week because yeah. he's a big deathmatch guy. So, yeah, shout out to John Wayne Murdoch, great yeah. guy. Yeah. So we're at about an hour here, almost. Uh, you got to get a little bit of ring work in before the show. Um, any final thoughts, Otis? Uh, final thoughts. I mean, I'm gonna uh, make the best of this year. I'm gonna make it big uh, very soon. I see it in my in my in my peripherals. And I'm taking everybody that can with me to the top. Uh, I've helped a lot of guys in the area to to be here, uh, to be wherever I'm going. Uh, I have a whole carload of guys, and they're they're amazing. They're like so the next big thing coming for sure. And I'm just here to help now. Well, great man. Like I said, uh, we weren't. I felt like we weren't close for a while, um, but I'm glad we've grown closer oh, over yeah. the past year or two. So. Um, Definitely happy to have you on here. Like I said, it feels like it's been a long time coming. I know you've been wanting to do this for a while. It just kind of never worked out. Yeah, but yeah. We did it, man. I'm glad um, I'm in a better, better place I am than too. I was yeah. uh, a few years ago. I am too. Yeah. Uh, so. so where can people find you at on social media if, social you, if media. you wish for them to? Yes, uh, I'm getting new to Twitter. Uh, I had one since uh, forever ago. I never used it. But you can see me at... Uh, I, what, Help people do this at the uh, at thing. You can think, at me. I think it's at Otis Crowley. Yeah, yeah, at Otis Crowley. I'm I'm still in the MySpace days. So yeah, you can see me at uh, Instagram at, at Dropkick Hobo. Uh, Facebook Otis Crowley. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, if you're a big fan of mine, I will add you on my personal page and keep you there. But more so Otis Crowley because yeah. yeah yeah I got personal life yeah. <laughs> any merchandise you want to plug here there uh, com forward slash Otis Crowley com slash the Crowleys uh, that's that's all I have right now alright great Um, thanks for coming on man um, you can find Four Sides on social media at Four Sides IV on Facebook Twitter and Instagram you can follow uh, please like and follow on Spotify 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, other all your other select podcast platforms. Um, you can get our merchandise if you'd like to yeah. financially support the podcast. Um, at is tpublic.com and look up four sides, and you will find us. We got shirts, we got masks, we, we got we even got pillows, dude. Uh, I think we got bags too, and it, or if you if you want some cheap heat, just grab your sticker. Yep. I think the ship. I think the shipping on a sticker is like a buck or two. Nice. I mean, so I need to start bringing those to the shows and giving yeah. them out. But that's on my to-do list. But uh, anyways, Otis, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. And we're going to get ready for a Zero One USA show. We're going to get ready to see the Crowleys. <laughs> and we will see you here next time. Peace. See ya.